We are coming to the end of the year for the U.S. men's national team, and it's the last chance to see the Americans before 2014. This is the SBI Show. I am Garrett Cleverly. Always, as always, with me, Zyvis Galarsep. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, Garrett. I'm um, here in Jersey, recovering. I think I'm finally over uh, the flu or cold or whatever thing that had me laid up for a couple of days. Uh, uh, it's pretty rough going, but I'm feeling good now, uh, ready to rock, and uh, just in time for these last national team games of the year. I know. I this is. I know it's getting cold up there, man. You got to stay warm. You know, it's uh, it's getting cold, dude. Well, it wasn't from the cold here. It was from uh, just from my travels, all the flights I took. You know how it is, man. People people travel when they're sick, and then they spread it around, and then you know, pretty much short of wearing a surgical mask everywhere, like a Jap- you know, like a Japanese tourist or something. <laughs> Uh, you you know you, you're gonna you're probably gonna get sick if you if you aren't enough airplanes. You know when I was in uh, Asia, I saw that that like surgical mask thing. It freaked me out for, for a while. I kept thinking like, do I need one? Am I gonna get sick out here? It was scary. It's pretty smart as an idea, but it just looks silly. It just looks so. I mean, I guess I guess you have to decide. You know, if you if you don't really care about how silly it looks, if it means staying healthy. Well, who knew that we would start off show? I think what number ninety? We we start off talking about about. <laughs> These subjects, Ivis. But as you said, U.S. men's national team back in action on Friday, taking on Scotland in Scotland. Ivis, this is a really good test for the U.S. men's national team. Many people may think, oh, we spanked them in May 5-1. Yes, that was a long time ago, but this is a much improved Scotland team, and it's really going to show Jurgen and what some of these guys he's, he's called in, what they can do. Yeah, I mean, for the people who think this isn't really a good test, uh, you know, and the ones who point to that friendly a year and a half ago, you know, I mean, I was down there in Orlando for that. And I mean, I could just tell you that Scotland did not come to play. You know, it was pretty much like vacation mode. A lot of those guys were were coming off the end of their seasons and all of a sudden they're in Florida and Orlando in really hot weather and uh, the training sessions weren't the toughest. So, they didn't take it seriously, and then they and they got beaten pretty badly because of it. So I think it's safe to say that they're going to take it a lot more seriously at home in Glasgow. They're gonna they're gonna present a much tougher challenge. Uh, I still think the U.S. can win and should win, but it's going to be interesting to see if Klinsman experiments, if he if he tries some different things as far as the lineup, or if he goes a little conservative and and plays maybe a four two three one. Uh, I think he's going to attack. I think he's going to you know go with you know Johansson. Uh, Altidore and mixed Discrude as a you know a tr- little triumvirate there. I, I think that could work for them. So uh, I'm curious to see. You know, it's it's a kind of a, you know coming out party for the for their for their coach as well to to you know to check out check out things. Oh, Ivis, as you said with the lineup, real quickly with Scotland between that game and now only nine players have been called up between the last two matches with the U.S. men's national team. So vastly different side. Uh, the U.S. men's national team, Ivis, Jurgen has a lot of different options he can do, especially with the back line. I think goal, obviously it's going to be Tim Howard, plus we all want to see the beer that he has for No Shave November. Uh, the back line for the U.S. men's national team, Ivis, we could see a lot of different things. We could see DeMarcus Beasley, Brad Evans, we could see Eric Lehigh in there. I think it's safe to say that we'll see Gonzalez Cameron. As far as for the outside positions on the defense, what do you think we could see there? I think those are pretty wide open. Um, I think I, I think it's going to be pretty fair to say that you're going to see Beasley and Evans start. Um, that that being said, I think you're going to see some sub possibilities. Uh, I'm curious to see where Eric Lehigh uh, stacks up. He can play right back. He can play left back. So it's gonna you know you want to see where Klinsman sees him being the most useful and and, and most effective for the U.S. team. Uh, he's a natural right back, um, but he has shown he can play left back. 
if need if need be. So you know, I think I think we're we're still haven't seen yet just what uh, what they have to offer. And then moving up to the midfield, you mentioned the I think the U.S. men's national team will come out a little more attacking. That probably leave maybe just one guy in the middle, Michael Bradley. What do you think we could see there? I mean, could we see Eddie Johnson on the flank, Bedoya, Mix, the wide range of possibilities there. Right. I mean, I think Bedoya is going to start just based on his regular playing time in France. Uh, beyond that, I mean, maybe you see Johansson deployed out wide. I mean, where he can get into space and really try to take people on. Some of the options are a bit limited because of the players who are missing, but I still think there's enough here to work with, enough for for, for Jurgen Klinsmann to put out an attack-minded team. I don't think he's going to sit back and bunker. I don't think he's going to play a 4-2-3-1. I think he's got too many forwards, uh, pure forwards, to do that. And, uh, you know, I I think for that reason, we're going to see this U.S. team attack in this game. A couple guys we didn't mention, though, when you look at the the team that Jurgen called in. Sasha Kleschen, do you think we'll see him in this game? I think he'll get minutes. I, I don't know if he'll start. Um, you know, he's been used on the wing before, and I think that's the only really uh, position you could see him play unless something's up with your Jermaine Jones and he can't go. Uh, I've personally wanted to see a, a Bradley Cleshton combo in the middle, see how they work together. Um, barring that, uh, I, you know, I, I think we're going to see Johansson on the right. Uh, something else that I thought of was maybe a bit of a 4 4 2 with, uh, with a box midfield where you could have Discarude and Bedoya. Uh, shaded a little wide. Maybe we don't see that, but for me, what I want to see, and I think a lot of people want to see, is Josie Atzador, Aaron Johansson, mixed this food, working together, seeing what they can do. Obviously, that game in in Kansas City, the first half was really forgettable against Jamaica, and those guys didn't really get the job done. But I think you know they're playing with a lot of confidence now. Johansson has that first goal under his belt for the national team already, so you know he. I don't think he'll have the jitters that he had the first time he came out. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And then you have, like, your kind of second-tier guys, you know, guys like John Brooks, Terrence Boyd, maybe not against Scotland, but do they get any playing time against Austria or, or maybe even against Scotland? Well, I think Boyd against Austria kind of makes sense, right? I mean, he plays there. He plays at Rapid Vienna. He's been scoring goals in bunches. You know he's going to feel comfortable uh, starting in that role, so... I think we could see a boy. Maybe we see a, uh, you know, if Klinsman decides to really shake things up for that that second match, maybe you see a Terrence Boyd and Eddie Johnson combo. Uh, I, I, you know, I've said it before. I think, I think Boyd and Altidore are a little too similar. Um, having said that, a Boyd Johansson combo could be interesting to watch. You know, I think maybe get some minutes with that group, see how they work off of each other. So there, there's a lot to glean from this game. There's a lot. A lot still to learn uh, from this group as we head towards 2014. And then we kind of have this lineup set, though, but what, what are some things that we should watch for? Because when you look at the lineup and the guys that you're going to call in, and with the depth the U.S. men's national team has, especially with the MLS guys who are not here due to the playoffs, it seems like a lot of positions are still up for grabs. So for, for people watching at home, what are the keys that we should watch for out of Jurgen's side? Uh, you know, I think they're going to attack. I don't think they're going to sit back. I mean, I think Scotland's vulnerable defensively. Uh, they're not going to be as bad defensively as they were when these teams played in Florida uh, a year and a half ago. I don't think that, but I do think I think the U.S. can attack. I think they can keep the ball. I don't think it's going to be a case of bunkering and counterattacking, uh, you know, like U.S. teams in the past made it might might have done. I think I think this is a team that's built to go toe to toe. And and, and I, you know, for me, if you ask me to pick a favorite, I'm going to pick Scotland to win that friendly. Really? Yeah, Man, I would say the U.S. is going to win. Well, of course you're going to say that, but it's tough, man. It's tough when you go on the road in a hostile place like Scotland. Uh, 
Uh, I think it could be a tie. I put it to you like this. I think it could be a tie. But, uh, you know, this defense hasn't played together. Yeah, you know what? All right, you got me. I think I'll, I'll yes, say tie. Yes, come on. I mean, look. Scott, like, I don't I don't think it's too easy to say USA win. USA wins everywhere. They'll beat everybody. <laughs> Why not? not? Yeah, come on, Ivis. Ivis. Be a easy. patriot, Ivis. Come on, man. No, dude, I, I keep it real. I think I just don't. <laughs> I know you, you know. <laughs> I, I just think I just don't think they're going to, you know, I don't think they're going to get it done. I think. They have the weapons, and I think if they start that group with the this group, Johansson and Altidore together, I think they'll get the chances. But I think if Scotland's going to come out, you know, they're going to be looking for – prize on the line for them. I mean, they got embarrassed, no doubt about it, in Florida a year and a half ago. I'm pretty sure people in Scotland remember that. I'm pretty sure players remember that in front office. Uh, you know, people in the Federation can, uh, you know, in Scotland, I'm sure they remember that. So from that standpoint, I think it's going to be a very competitive match. It's by no means do I see it being a blowout or anything close to a blowout. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. It will be competitive. And, and the thing is, you're right. I mean, Skyland, yes, at home, they don't want to be embarrassed. They have been playing well. There were, I believe, three and two in their last five matches. They beat Croatia, a very good team, twice in the last few matches. So, yeah, Skyland is playing better. But for me, Ivis, Jurgen has the team playing well. The guys are playing for playing time. They want to be on that plane to Brazil. No one has a book ticket with the amount of depth this team has. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say U.S. three to two. That's not. Gonna I, don't think, I don't think I don't think there'll be that many goals. I think the U.S. can win. I just don't know if they do win. I, I just think I think it's gonna have to. They're gonna have to settle for a draw in this one. We did not talk about one player, Eric Lehigh. He can play right back. He can also show that he's played left back. Do you think he starts or gets significant playing time against Scotland? I don't think he starts against Scotland, but I do think him getting a chance to be in camp, I think he's going to get some minutes. And I think the Austria game could be the opportunity for him to get a look, uh, to get a serious look. I mean, we're not talking about a young, you know, teenager, 20-year-old, 21-year-old. He's been around a bit now, you know. I mean, he obviously got some games back in the Bob Bradley era. He's bounced around uh, Europe a bit trying to find some regular playing time. Um, But... He's in form, you know. For me, I would start him. And uh, we've already discussed this many a time. Brad Evans... He's shown pretty well. He looks like a serviceable fullback, but for me, Eric Lehigh is the true right back. Um, so for that reason, I think we can see him starting. Uh, I, I think absolutely we're going to see him play at least a little bit. See, I, I see Evans starting against Scotland and Lehigh going against Austria. I see kind of something like that. Right. I mean, that's that makes sense, right? But then again, that's assuming Klinsman sees enough in him that he needs to get him more playing time. You know, he needs to get him uh, some training, and and you know he, he needs to. The high needs to show that he's worth the trouble, and and you know he's been he hasn't been around a while, and, and you know last when he was on the the last time he was on a national team, it was a whole different. You know, Bob Bradley was the coach, and a lot of the players were different. So you know, uh, I think it could take some adjusting for him to see how things are now. On Wednesday, Mexico New Zealand kicked off the international break. It was a tough and 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 attacking-minded New Zealand side that really gave it to Mexico for 90 minutes. No, not really. Mexico thrashed them. After 30 minutes, the floodgate opened. Miguel Herrera has a side playing really well, and Mexico will be in the World Cup, and they can thank the U.S. men's national team for that. Well, I think they, they, they thank a few different teams. Obviously, they can thank Graham Zussi. I don't think anyone should. I don't. I don't know who who out there was really surprised by the, the outcome of this game. <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand's not that good a team. They're missing. They're missing Winston, Winston Reed, one of their best players. Their only hope was to kind of bunker in and hope hope for a zero zero or even a close scoreline one zero. Something with something that's you know, you know, you could shoot for to you know to to break. 
And New Zealand did do that throughout. The, I, look, for the first 30 minutes, they were under a lot of defensive pressure. But I, I can't remember the goalkeeper's name by the time I had. But he, he looked really good in the game, actually. He kept ah. New Zealand in it. The score could have been much more if it wasn't for uh, his efforts in goal and, and, his, and his just the amount of saves that he had for New Zealand. But, I mean, it's, it's a long stretch. Yeah, New Zealand got a goal at the end, but doesn't mean anything. Mexico will be in. Right. Well, funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, he, uh, the, the player in question, I thought, the goalkeeper, yes, he made some saves, but I thought he was a little bit all over the shop. Like his positioning wasn't the best. He was kind of, an, he was like frantic, that he played frantic. And he ended up putting himself in some bad spots uh, on some of the goals, but it wasn't his fault they lost. I mean, the, the defense was non existent. They didn't everyone put any was pressure. Just, everyone was just ball watching. They didn't put any pressure on the wings. Yeah. They let you know they let Mexico just serve balls in, and 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 you're just gonna, you're gonna get crushed when you do that. You know, I mean, they have they have way too much talent up top uh, to just let you know service rain in and then like that. The icing on the cake was when uh, Rafael Marquez scored, though. That was when you knew you're just like, oh god, man, this is not New Zealand's day. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he's uh, the fact that he's even back on the team. It's a it's a little bit of a head scratcher, but uh, you know, he's still got something left in the tank and. You know, one thing I would argue is maybe he should, maybe he and the Mexican fans should thank MLS for lighting a fire under Marquez. Because I tell you what, there's got to be some part of Marquez that came away from his experience here feeling like he didn't do the job, he didn't get the job done. Maybe his maybe his his people could have been a little more honest with him that you know, you know, you got to get off this list, you got to get out of this club. It's not the right place to be. Um, so we'll see. And Ivis, how much hope does New Zealand have, if any, in the second leg? Uh, pretty much none. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, they have to score four goals. I just don't see them having the attack to do that. They, they, you know, they're missing Reed to an injury, and they also had, uh, I think, three players red carded that well, given yellows, and now they're going to be suspended, so they're going to miss the last match of the season. You want to see how 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 those absences affect. Uh, the Portland beef uh, poor production because they, you know they haven't been getting it done either. Moving it over to Major League Soccer. Earlier this week, the Seattle Sounders were on a head coach possibility search. It's officially over. They came out later in the week and said that Ziggy Schmidt will stay. Obviously, obviously, we talked about this. If you get rid of him, who else is he going to bring in? Makes sense to keep him. Right. I mean, I think. Look, I think everyone can acknowledge that this year was a disappointing one for for. Um, for that team, but you know, I, I think there were some extenuating circumstances for Seattle. They had a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, they bring in Clint Dempsey in the middle of the year, and it took them time to adjust and assemble, uh, assimilate to the group. And uh, I think now for next year, you can bring the guy, the key guys back. You're going to have to make some tough decisions on some players, no, no doubt about it. But uh, you do wonder about the cap and, and how MLS wants to reward teams who take that route to an open spot because you know what, if those people are doing it, if they're dealing with all the, 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 you know, the punches that lead to blood and, and all that kind of mayhem, then, you know, you got to give the people what they want. I know there's a lot of Sounders fans who are not happy with that decision that were not happy with Siggy Schmidt and thought it was time for him to go. And, you know, what I'd say to that is, look, how, if you, you only, you really can only get rid of him. If you can guarantee yourself an upgrade, someone with even better credentials, someone who, you know, has the track record of winning. And there's just not a lot of coaches who can match up to Siggy Schmidt. So you can't just make change for change's sake. You got, if you're going to make a change like that, 
you know, I believe he had a year under his contract, so you know, it wasn't a case of they could just fire him. Uh, he did have money due, due to him, but you know, I, I think that that's where the question is. Well, Ivis, international games, MLS playoffs aren't the only thing going on right now. College conference tournaments being played right now. Many teams looking to improve their NCAA tournament bid. Games begin next Thursday on the 21st. Ivis in the conference tournament games. Who are some teams that we should look at? Well, just to give people an idea, I mean, if you haven't been on the site and you didn't read our our, our college conference tournament uh, primer, um, you know, the NCAA tournament starts next week. It's a 48-team tournament. There are 23 automatic ber- uh, bids, automatic berths into the tournament for the conference champions. Um, and all of those are in play for this weekend. No one has cl- – as of right now, as of today, Thursday evening, nobody has clinched yet, as far as I know, an automatic place. Uh, there's, a few, there's a few conferences that, that don't have a tournament that don't have a, a season-ending tournament, so their their regular season champs are their champs. Uh, you know, obviously the pack, the Pac-12 is one of those. The Ivy League is, uh, is another one of those. So you know, you're going to see what's interesting in some of those cases is that you're going to have you know the top team facing the second best team in the final. So there, there's going to be a few games that are going to feel like conference tournament finals, or essentially they're good. they are going to be uh, conference finals. But uh, you know. This weekend's pretty wild, and I know not everyone's into college soccer, but you know this has been an interesting season, just as, in terms of parity, uh, just in terms of some of the traditional powers not really getting it done this year, uh, new coaches stepping in and impressing. So you know, I, I think it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, quite a few of these games are going to be on TV. Some of the conference championships, you want to see the ACC final, you want to see the, you know, I believe the Big East final is another one. Uh, you know the big the Big Ten uh, tournament is another one uh, that that's a pretty solid tournament. There's 20 tournaments going on, folks. So you know wherever you live, there's a chance, there's a possibility, there's an outside possibility. There's some college games going on near you in the next few days. So you might want to you know check out the schedule that we put up and uh, and see and and see how things go. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but a it's a competitive year. B if you want to know who the top prospects are going into the MLS draft. You definitely help yourself by watching the top college teams play. Okay, you talk about prospects. Who are some guys and some teams that we should no. pay attention to? I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not revealing. Next week, I will start putting out our big Come boards. Come on, man. Uh, our teams, teams. Obviously, here's, here's know, my we, teams: Virginia, Marquette. Oh, I like those teams. Boy. Marquette's not even in our top twenty-five, but uh, uh, we we know already. It's your you know your RSL Academy guys around those teams, so obviously you're rooting for them, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, you got Notre Dame and Maryland who who are on the collision course in the for the ACC ACC final. You have a uh, UCLA rolling right now. They don't have a conference tournament in the Pac-10, but you know they 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 they've scored some big wins here recently. They're a team that's got a stacked freshman class that that's really come of age, and I think we're really going to see them take it to a new level in the playoffs. Uh, so there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit. There's so many good games, so many good matchups. I mean, even in the Ivy League, you got uh, you got what is it? It's uh, Penn and Harvard. Uh, Harvard's, I believe, leading the conference. They just need a win or a tie, and 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 uh, you know, they one team standing in their way, and, and we're going to see what happens. They happen to play each other. Schedule makers get it right for once in soccer, so that's great to see. Uh, but just be sure you're checking out SBI if you're interested in the college scene because we'll, we'll definitely have that covered. And and before you know it. I'll start putting out our first uh, SBI SBI draft big boards 
where we rank uh, you know all the prospects in the country uh, based on our own observations and uh, and the observations of, of a of a pretty wide ranging uh, panel of experts that that I deal with on a regular basis. So uh, it's some pretty good stuff, and I know a lot of people love it because you know the MLS drafts is just that kind of event that it's not really mainstream yet. So it's like kind of a labor of love. People love it because you know what you're going to see when the next the next stars are coming through the league, the next rookies to come in and make an impact. And every year it happens. I know the academy, MLS academy people say it's only a matter of time before the MLS draft is obsolete <laughs> and all this that? and that. You say it all. You probably write it in your little RSL journal. I don't do that, uh, but I do you say it. Hey, watch, man. Just watch. Well, look, look obviously the star <laughs> player is going to stop, is not going to be going through the college scenes a- anymore because they're going to have better alternatives. But you know, not everyone is a star player. There's a lot of you know late developing players, late bloomers. Guys who maybe were off the radar and 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 you know make the most of their opportunities and come in MLS and play well, we've seen that over and over. So uh, I wouldn't say this draft is top heavy on superstar power, but I think there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of quality you know be- options that can make a team for sure. Well, Ivis, before we wrap up, a very short SBI show. Also on Friday, the European first legs of the home and home for the last spots are going up for grabs. The biggest game, Sweden taking on Portugal. And pretty much what you're rooting for is, do you want Ibra in the World Cup or Ronaldo? And I want, for me, Ivis, I want Ibra in the World Cup. I think most non-Real Madrid fans would agree with you on that one. Uh, but it's going to be tough. You know, it's not just a one, it's not a one-on-one competition. It's 11-on-11. I think Portugal is the stronger team. <coughs> but then again, Ibrahimovic, the form that he's on, you can argue that he's on the best form in the world right now. So it's not going to be easy to shut him down. And uh, it, it is a little unfortunate that one of the best players of the world in the world will not be part of the World Cup after this is all said and done. But uh, it's a great – it's it's lots of drama, a really great intriguing matchup. And, uh, and you, you'd love to – you love the fact that you can you know see this in the U.S. And I think that's a big step. Uh, the other games, France, Ukra- Ukraine, Romania, Greece, Iceland, Croatia. And I'm sure Iceland would just love to have Aaron Johansson right now. Don't go there. Don't bring it up. It's a touchy, it's a touchy subject. I got to say, man, if they do qualify for the World Cup, and you just got to wonder what Aaron Johansson's thinking about that, you know, because, I mean, it's so fresh. It's such a, you know, it's such a recent move that he made. And, you, and, and, you know, it's hard to imagine that if he had chosen them, that he wouldn't already be in uniform for them and would be a regular starter for them. I mean, he's that, I think he's that good. And, and I think, you know, I think they're – uh, quality of players not anywhere near his level, so um, you know, it's a little surprising. Well, that's it. We, uh, Ivis and I, have officially run out of ideas to talk about on this uh, short news week, Ivis. So that wraps up the shortest SBI show we've ever had. Yep, it's one of those shows. Uh, you know, I, I think people had to expect, especially this week. This, it's a slow week. I mean, obviously with the international fixtures and the and the playoffs, uh, there is plenty of stuff to talk about, but it's it's just not quite at the at the uh, the level of, of, of the capacity that we have, and uh, you know, these shorts are going to be shorter. Shorts, these shows are going to be shorter. Yeah, there you go. I need some sleep. You could uh, have. <laughs> the shit I had an hour and a half of sleep <laughs> last night, so I'm I'm officially delirious right now. I was pretty normal for for the day in general, but actually, the combination of of no sleep and I took some Nyquil that was probably not a good thing to do. No, not at all. Before we recorded this show, which is. So if any of my rants just completely go from one subject to the next in mid-rant, you know why I've completely lost my mind. I know. If only I'm that good at editing that I'll just have to take all those parts out and no one has to hear them, Ivis. 
Yeah, you better do that, dude. Yes. I will come. I will come and find you. No, you won't. Don't. No, no, you're not gonna. You're not gonna come find me until the SBI show when we meet at the MLS Cup, which will be the hundredth <laughs> show. So also that's why Ivis and I just need to pump out as many shows as we can, so we finally get to a hundred on the SBI party, whatever, whatever we're doing for that. Yeah, man. We'll, and we'll find out next weekend where just where where that final is going to be. Is it going to be KC? Is it going to be Salt Lake? Is it going to be Portland? Any one of those, I think, will be uh, would be great, and uh, and and we'll book we'll book well. You know, hey, some are better than others. Let's face it. Which ones are of, which ones are those, Ivis? Well, I think the I think if you ask the average neutral, the average neutral, uh-huh. I think most they would. Ra- I think for me, they'd probably rather go to Kansas City or Portland just because there's just more to do. The you know the party scene and all that. Uh, Kansas City, let's face it, they got a, it's a great city. It's a vibrant city. Nightlife is is popping. There's great food. Uh, so I think a lot of people will be rooting for for them to beat Houston. Uh, nothing against Salt Lake, but you know they have that that bit of a reputation of being a bit of a quiet city. So there you go. Well, maybe it would be our responsibility to to go up there and just tear it up. I don't know, man. We're dealing with centuries of tradition there, so I don't know if I don't know if we can single handedly go in there and change the culture. I don't think we're going to pull a you know a footloose uh, coup over there, but. Uh, <laughs> Nah, you know what? Wherever it is, we'll have fun. I mean, if it isn't Salt Lake, I'm sure people will go there, and, and I'm sure the hey, look, I know there's there's a lot of good uh, fans, uh, Salt Real Salt Lake fans that probably listen to the show. So uh, I'm up for I'm up for whatever, and we'll and we will find out in a few days. Well, dude, as long as it like just doesn't snow before or like during the game, then I'll just be complaining the whole entire time. <laughs> that's what you do regardless so that is true but if it's uh, like if it gets less than 40 oh dude i'm i'm the worst man i'm gonna ivis i'm gonna be like on your side the whole entire time like stop like you know grabbing you be like i'm so cold ivis it's all gonna be uh, saying we're, whole... we're gonna we're gonna get you a blanket we're gonna get you a blanket so you don't have to grab on a people <laughs> all right man well uh that wraps with the show you have a good weekend bud all right hey just before i go before i go i yeah. do want to say thanks to everyone for listening we have surpassed the 200,000 listens mark on SoundCloud, which you know I think is a pretty good mark for us, pretty good number. Uh, we, need, we need folks to, to, to help us out with some reviews on iTunes. We haven't had a review in a month, and, 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 and I don't think that's helping us too much. And So if you're kind of new to the show or if you simply haven't done a review yet for it, if you get a chance, do a review it because I think you know, that definitely helps us. and. Helps give us some some exposure and 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 give the sport you know give the uh, what we do some 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 credibility and some notoriety so so we, we definitely appreciate it. I won't tell people what to put as a rating. I'm not going to say, hey, vote for us, give us five stars. Mm-hmm. You give us what you feel we deserve, mm-hmm. and we'll take it from there. And you know what? If you love it, even better. And if you don't love it, then you know what? We'll take the criticism, yep. and and we'll try to get better. That's the that's the whole goal. My only issue with with the ranking thing on the iTunes though. Is that you can't like in you know vote for individual hosts? Like I think I would get five stars and you would get like three and a half maybe. You know, if, like, <laughs> if we did individual. Wow, it would be pretty scary. I don't know if they have negative stars, but I think <laughs> I think you might. I don't. Uh... I don't think that's possible. <laughs> well, since you yeah yes, and Ivis is right. Two hundred thousand listens. We appreciate that. So that means Ivis is going to be uh, bottle service all weekend long in New York. So everyone hit up Ivis. <laughs> no, not this weekend. Maybe at MLS Cup, we'll buy one bottle. Uh, I think it depends on what city is. Casey, sure. I don't think the bottles are as, 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 uh, as, as expensive as they are in New York City, so it's possible. We could, we could pull it off. We could pull it off. All right, well, Ivis, man, that wraps it up. Get some sleep. Enjoy the U.S. men's national team game, and you and I will be back again this weekend recapping the U.S. game 
on Monday morning. I'll talk to you later, man. All right, man. We might have to do a Saturday show uh, just to talk about the national team game. Uh, Maybe we'll, we'll make I, it like a ten minute, I don't ten know minute, if, I don't know, ten my, minute mini show. <laughs> my Saturday's already already looking pretty busy, man. Oh yeah, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> what are their names actually? Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're the Ibra- Ibrahimovic of the of the single scene over there. Um, <laughs> I, hate, I, I hate you right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry, none of your girlfriends listen to the show. I'm pretty that, sure that is true. No, 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 no. I am. Uh, I, I got some games to cover. Then I'm going to tailgate the <laughs> you ASU. Got a, you and, got uh, game. You got game to cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what I'm doing on Tuesday night is I'm watching Chivas USA take on FC Tucson at FC Tucson's new PDL 2000 seat soccer specific stadium. I'm looking so forward F- to that. So FC Tucson's the team that survived, is that right? <laughs> yeah, FC Tucson. I can't keep track. FC Tucson, the PDL team in sleepy Tucson, survived, but the professional team in Phoenix is uh, might not what be the, around. What was the other? The, what, was the, what was the Phoenix team's name? Phoenix the, the, F- Phoenix FC. The, the, the cactus, the cacti. Uh, what? Oh, you mean the supporters group? Oh, the the the, the team, the team. Oh the, no, no, no! It was Phoenix FC. There was one team called like the Arizona Saloros. You know, like that's a that's a cactus. Isn't that like a baseball team? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Everything out here is everything out here is like desert names. It's like every, every high school <laughs> has like desert or canyon in it. It's ridiculous. Um, all right, enough about Arizona. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Have a good weekend. Thanks, man. And thank you for listening to the show. We have a good weekend. This is the SBS Show. <laughs> <laughs>